Hallelujah. Well, this morning we're going to jump right into the word. And this is going to be my last outing under this theme that I've been running with. Redeeming the time. What time is it? What time is it? If you are here and you have missed services, I want to encourage you to go back and watch um, all the things. Oh, this is important for me to mention. Um, in the next three weeks, we're going to be getting a new van. Okay. Uh, yes, we're going to be getting a new van. And this, this is the first time I'm mentioning that, right? And we're going to be getting... Something is buzzing. Just mute the aux probably from the keyboard section. Uh, we're beginning a new van. Um, and um, yeah. Actually, actually, we already have the van. We just need to fix it. Okay? And I'm not asking you for, I'm not asking you for an offering. Don't worry. I'm not going to raise any offering. Don't worry about that. When God is doing his thing, he does it in a miraculous way. I texted Pastor last week. And I said, Sir, I'd like to do a fundraiser for us to you know, get a new van. He told me the cost of it, uh, which is 3000 um, to fix everything that needs to be done in that van. Well, okay? It's beautiful. It was, it was gifted to the church by our own sister, Audrey. Amen? Yeah, put your hands together for now. Now, on Wednesday... It's so good to see both of you. Pastor Prosper. Dr. Rhoda. Oh my gosh. Good to see you, man of God. Good to see you, woman of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's beautiful. You know, so I, I, uh, after service on Wednesday, I, some, one of the ladies, I wanted to talk to me. She's a student, all right? She came, she said, hey, I want to talk to you. I said, sure. So when I sat down, I said, hey, God just gave me, blessed me financially. Uh, and I heard you talk about a church van. I said, I don't remember talking about a church van. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember talking about a church van. But she said, I, I have heard you talk about a church van, and I want to be part of it. Uh, so now we... She gave a seed of five hundred dollars. Uh, oh yes. So I'm not here to raise funds. I'm just telling you what God is doing. So you're just this is update, uh, update. In three weeks we're going to get that done. Uh, so we're, we're already at. We just need twenty five hundred. Okay. So young adults, we'll get it done. Um, if you are led in any way to bless. Please, it's not, it's not, it's not a requirement, okay? So I'm, not, I'm not taking an offering. I want you, in fact, I want you to forget. I want you to forget what I'm telling you now. Oh, yeah. So that you don't feel under any pressure because there's no, <laughs> no pressure here. Uh, I want you to forget what I'm saying. But I just want to let you know so that when it happens, you're not surprised. Where did it come from? God is moving in the house. Amen. And it's beautiful. So, forget about that. Unless the Lord brings it back to your heart, then you're meant to do something. And if he does, then do what God is asking you to do. Come directly to me. I want to keep record of that. And I want to be able to um, give the full amount to pastor and say, this is it. 
and um, we get going. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's jump into the word this morning. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. Are you ready? See then that you walk circumspectly. That word is heavy. Circumspectly, huh? Not as fools, but as wise. So, wise people walk circumspectly. Thank you, Mishaya. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Love is your media team. Are you ready for me? how you live. So, circumspectly means be careful how you live. Uh, Be careful how you live. Live a life of care. Like, be careful how you live. Full of care. Abundant caution. Abundant caution. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise. Any wise people in the house this morning? Huh? Yes. Some people are not sure if they are wise or not. It's okay. But the, the, the good news is that the word, the word of God makes you wise. Amen. Huh? It gives instruction to the simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after this sermon, if you feel like you're not wise enough, you wisen up. You know, in Nigeria we say wisen up. This guy, you, you guys wisen up. Wisen up. <laughs> 16, let's go back to KJV, um, New King James Version. And verse 17, I love this part now. 16, sorry. Redeeming the time. Turn to your neighbor and say, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Because, 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 because. <laughs> Whichever one you want to hear. Because the days are what? Evil. They are evil days. 17. We are about to get started now. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What time is it? It is time for you to understand. 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 It is time to get understanding. Huh? It is time to what? Get understanding. Someone say, okay, that sounds okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I understand. Why is understanding important? Proverbs chapter four. It's 5 to 19. It's so important to get understanding. It's so important to get understanding. So important. Say, get wisdom. 
Get what? And also get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wow, that's beautiful. Wisdom is the principal thing. Is the what? Principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And now watch this. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Get what? Understanding. On, like you need to. So it's not something that comes natural to you. Proverbs said, for instance, foolishness is in the heart of a child. And the rod of correction will drive it out. Every one of us were born with foolishness. You know that? Every, everyone is born with foolishness. It's embedded inside of you. And then even, even in, your, in, in, the, in the magnificence of your wisdom, your PhD and your scholarship, you still know from time to time you do some foolish things. Why? It's not the devil. It's, in, it's part of your nature. It's coded into you. <laughs> it's ingrained into you. So what it says, get understanding. That means there has to be an effort to go for it. Go for understanding. Get it. If I say, hey, get me that bottle, Audrey. Or I say, I want to get that bottle. I have to, I have to walk towards that bottle to get it. If I say, I want to get my beautiful recorder here, I have to. What if I say, think about it. If I say, I want to get this thing and I'm standing here, what do you think? Why are you standing here? You want to get it. Go and get it. Same thing with wisdom. It does not come to you. Wisdom does not come to you. It's foolishness that is already with you. (laughs) Wisdom must be gotten through instruction, counsel, the word of God is the ultimate source of wisdom. So it is time to what? Get understanding. Oh yes. It is time to what? Get understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. Change la vision. Change La vision for me, please, media team. Getting wisdom, hey, is the wisest thing you can do. Getting wisdom is the what? The wisest thing. Huh? That's the wisest. That's why people invest in education. That's why our parents invested in education. Your parents invested in your education. It is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. What? Good judgment. What is judgment? Let me go deeper. Judgment is your ability to make decisions. Judgment is your ability to make decisions. Because you have to, when they say judge something, there has to be choices. So, when it says whatever else you do, develop good judgment or get understanding, it means make wise choices. Get understanding. 
Because, listen, you can have all the wisdom you, you want. You can know, you can read all the books. You can pray. You can listen to sermons. You can go to Harvard. However, if you make poor choices with your life, you will still look like a fool. Because of poor judgment. Poor judgment. Decisions. So make, develop good judgment. Let's see another version. Change la version for me, please. Give me another version. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Ah, watch this now. Though it costs, it costs all you have. Look at that. Though wisdom costs you what? Joshua. All you have. Even if getting wisdom costs you all you have. The Bible is saying get it. Though it costs you all you have. Then it says get understanding. Huh? Get understanding. So, what time is it? It is time to get understanding. Hallelujah. Why is understanding so important? Why is understanding so important? Have you ever met somebody, and you, you, you will get this in a second here. Have you ever met somebody and the first time you met the person, you just felt like, man, there is, this person is a good person. Or this person is like, ah, probably not. Or you meet somebody like, we just connect, right? I'm just talking about friendships. Or first time you, you went to a conference, you met somebody for the first time. I, I like this person's, they will say vibe. Vibe, right? I like this person. This person is giving me good vibes, you know? So it's giving me good vibes. Yeah? I, f- I feel good about this person. Do you know what's happening? I'll show you in a second. Every human being has a frequency to their heart. You have a frequency. That's why in the hospital sometimes, you, you, what do they call that thing, Pastor Esther? Where they, where you, EKG. Where you can shock somebody back up. They put a defibrillator. So they use that device. We have many medicine. You see how this room, this room is full of medical professionals. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that's why our new church building we built in no time. All the medical money is here. <laughs> Hallelujah. So stay with me now. Your your heart has a frequency to it. It goes out three feet. Okay. Stay with me. Media team. Put up my graph for me and let's talk about frequencies for a second. And you make sense why understanding is so important. What you see on the, on the screen right now is different frequencies. Okay? And they are measured by um, hertz. So shame is at 20 hertz. And that's why, so shame is at the bottom. I don't know if you can see it clearly. But shame is at the bottom. 20 hertz. So most time when you, when you find someone that is ashamed, they don't walk like this. No. How do they work? Because that's the frequencies right there. It's at the bottom. Shame is at the bottom. Guilt is 30 hertz. It's also at the bottom. You feel guilty. Like we're talking about temptation on Wednesday. 
By the way, if you miss Wednesday services, I don't know. Make sure you watch them at least. 30 hertz. Apathy. Grief. So you begin to see all the lower, all the frequencies that are negative or make you feel a certain way are lower. So grief is 75. Desire, 125. And then you begin to go into the realm of anger, pride is there, courage right here. And then you begin to go into reason right here, somewhere around here. Love, of course, your heart. Joy is a little bit higher, 540 hertz. Peace is at 600. So I say he's the prince of peace. And then enlightenment. 700 plus hertz. That's the highest. Meaning you are most alive when you are learning. That's why it's important to get understanding. Do you feel like things are not working in your life? Begin to learn something. Learn about God. Learn about your your profession. Begin to invest time in learning. Enlightenment is the highest. That's the highest frequency. In your body. That's the energy. So, if you, if you meet somebody and the person is emitting 20 hertz, eh, which is shame. <laughs> I know nobody's, nobody here is emitting 20 hertz in Jesus' name. Amen. And if there's anything that's causing you shame in your life, this morning, I decree by the power of the Holy Spirit that that shame leaves your life. Amen. Shame of what you did in the past Shame of what what someone did to you. Shame of what you, you, you feel like you could have been or done. That's the lowest. Anytime you feel shame, remember, right here, your, your frequency is 20. 20 hertz. So enlightenment is so important. It's so important. In fact, there's a scripture... I'm going to pull up for you. Just to drive home this point, and then we'll move on. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. Huh? Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. Media. It says, The what? Let's read together. One to go. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The eyes of what? Of your understanding being enlightened. So greater than understanding is enlightenment. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, full of light. Then you can know exactly. You can understand and know what the will of the Lord is. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Enlightened. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know. That you may what? No. You may. No. That's the word right there. No. 
what is the hope of his calling. Anytime you feel like you're down, remember you need some light, some enlightenment, some understanding. Huh? That's what you need. But understanding what? So you're not trying to understand. It is time number eight. Sorry, number number seven. It is time to know the will of God. It is what? Time to know the will of God. Yes, it's time to get understanding, but understanding of what? Understanding of the will of God. What is the will of the Lord for your life? What does He want you to do? How do you know that? It's by understanding. Through the pages of Scripture, you understand what the will of the Lord is for your life. Through the what? The pages of Scripture. So it is time for you to understand, to know the will of God. You get understanding through the pages of scripture and that understanding brings knowledge about the will of God to you. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, do not be unwise. Do not be what? Unwise. But understand What the will of the Lord is. Meaning, listen, meaning you can be looking at the will of the Lord and still not understand. That's what it means. Be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That is talking about judgment, right? Remember we we showed you that I was talking about good judgment. So you can be in a place of decision. However, because you do not understand what the will of the Lord is, then you lack good judgment and you make the mistake. Right? That's why it says, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So what makes you wise and unwise is your understanding of the will of God. It's not your PhD, sir. I'm about to do my own too, so it's okay. I can speak too. It's not, it's not that. It's not that. Alright? That's great. But it's understanding what the will of the Lord is for your life. That is what makes you wise. And guess what? In every season of life, God has different things for you to do. And that's why we're talking about redeeming the time. Because there are certain things that God wants you to do now. now. And if you don't do them now, you will be unable to enter into the next will. Because, okay, listen. The will of the Lord is progressive. He has an end will for you. However, there are steps you need to take to get to that destination. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. To give you what? A future 
an unexpected end. So God has an end in mind. However, he moves progressively. He what? He moves progressively. So his will is progressive for you. So you, you just don't understand once, but you continue to live in a perpetual state of understanding the will of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This is, what I'm doing this morning is line upon line. Precept upon precept. Huh? You will live here and this scripture will have a totally different meaning to you. Line upon line. Word upon word. Layer upon layer. Hallelujah. Understanding, because this is the grand finale. After this, I'm not speaking about this anymore. You can go back and watch the tapes. <laughs> go back and watch the recording. So I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this to an end to drive home the point. Listen, if you don't remember anything I've said throughout this talk, remember that everything that God has to has asked you to do has a timeline to it. Yeah, it has a what a timeline. Jesus had to come at a particular time, so that he could die at a particular time, and then the, the the plan of salvation can be released. He was born for such a time. Say, I was born for such a time as this. Yeah. There are people that are born for certain things, and you are one of them. Every one of us were born for for a season. Guess what? Abraham could not live in the 21st century. David could not survive in this century. But God knew that you and I could survive in a time like this. He knew that we, that we were the generation that could survive everything that's happening. And there's been so much talk about this probably being the last generation. And seeing the, the things that are happening in the world. I'm not saying that is true or not. But I'm just saying the time is near. So we must redeem the time. Redeem the time. Make the most of every opportunity you have. Understand what the will of the Lord is. If you don't remember anything we've talked about, remember, you must move with a sense of urgency when God speaks to you. You must move with what? A sense of urgency. When, as soon as you know the will of the Lord, move. You know, on Wednesday, we're we're having a great time. I keep mentioning Wednesday. We had a great time here. And we're talking about, I'll come back to this point, and I have one more, and we'll wrap up. We're talking about corruption. Remember that? How many remember we're talking about corruption? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'll tell you why you need to redeem the time. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 53 to 55. Do you know that there are certain things that God wants you to do that you can only do at a particular season of your life? Huh? I've joked about it several times here. It is too late, for instance, for me to be an astronaut. Even if I have a dream, and the Lord, I said, the Lord said to me, my son, you are going to be an astronaut. NASA has rules in place that says after a particular age, you cannot be an astronaut. You can't. You're not, you're, that's, that's, you're past the season for that to happen. Yeah. Okay? Can I, can I teach this morning? 
Because I just felt a, a strong anointing to come for, for teaching now. Can I teach this morning? I'll give you practical examples. You will not forget what I'm saying. Okay? In your body, okay, as a man, for instance, there are certain things at a particular age that you have the strength for. Huh? However, over time, corruption sets in. What is corruption? Corruption is just decadence as a result of the fall of man. And that is why no matter how powerful you are, no matter how anointed you are, if Jesus tarries, you will end up in the grave. Ask Oral Roberts. Ask T.L. Osborne. Ask this great man of God. Corruption sets in. You don't have time. No, you don't. Ask. It sets in. That's, that's, it's in, inbuilt because of the fall. As sad as that sounds, let's see what the scripture says about corruption. For this, inc- this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. 54. 54. Keep going. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal, talking about your body, has put on immortality, then shall we be brought to, uh, shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, that is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Let's go back to 53. 53, please. 5-3. Five, Let's go back to 50, verse 53. For this corruptible must... must. So, he didn't say, maybe you're corruptible. He said, this corrupt... He said, I am corruptible. And I must put on incorruption. That's when you move into the glory of he- heaven. Right? But as long as you're in this world... I can use myself for, for, for examples because I, I don't offend anybody. I can use myself. I was looking at a picture of myself when I first came to America. That's like nine years ago. Huh? And I looked and said, where's this baby? <laughs> 21. I was 21. Yeah, some of you are 21. I was 21. Oh, yes. <laughs> so where's this baby? Huh? Skinny. I'm still skinny, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I looked at my picture. It was a, a, I was like, wow. And then I looked at my picture and I was like, yeah, time has happened. Corruption is setting in. <laughs> oh, yes. When, I, when you hear corruption, don't think it's, it's evil. It's not. It's, it's part of you, na- you, nature. Uh-huh. Okay. Or as you say, life has happened. I think that's, you, you like, life has happened. Life has happened. See, it's so inbuilt into us. So I talked as a man, right? How about for women, for instance? Huh? Can I step on that for a second? Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even stepping on it because it's, it's, it's true. Unless there is a miracle of heaven. As a woman, you come to a certain point where you cannot reproduce. Although God says reproduce and dominate the earth. 
Yeah? Be fruitful. That's all, that, that was the first command God gave to man. He said, be fruitful and dominate. Multiply. Multiply. That's the command that God gave. However, there's a certain, you can come to a certain point that even though God said be fruitful and multiply, you will need God to say it again. I'm teaching good this morning. Teaching, teaching. You know, church people, you know, especially charismatic, we want to be in the halo. All the glory of your presence. I love that. I can stay there. I will challenge you in that. I will stay there. I will stay there. I know how to stay in the presence. Let's go. Six hours. Let's go. We're not going anywhere. So, I'm not talking to you as a carnal person. Alright? You want to pray? I will pray. Okay? Paul said, he said, I pray in tongues. I'm not saying I pray in tongues more than all of you, but I say, I can. I can pray. So I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not talking from a carnal place. I'm talking from a deep spiritual understanding. Okay? So, with that said, I've given you my pedigree. So let's continue. <laughs> Listen, there are certain things you cannot do when you get to a certain season of your life. And that's why every season of your life, you must maximize it because God has a plan and a will for that season. God has a plan and a will for that season. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. So redeeming the time for the days are evil. Time is running out. You don't have much time. I don't have much time. Yeah. Don't have much time. (laughs) Can I give you one more example? Are you sure you can take this? Are you sure? Okay, Evelyn, you're not ready to take it. So, <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you're ready for this example? Okay. All right. So there are no, there are no children in the house. I don't see any children. Okay. Uh-huh. Listen. The World Health Organization just came up with a stat. Eh? The World Health Organization. And it said that the global sperm count is down across the world. <laughs> Listen to me. Do you know why? Do you, do you know why? Do you know why? Because people that were meant to be multiplying in time, they were not doing what they were meant to do. They were not having babies. So now... There is a, a decline. Amen? <laughs> so, if you let this know, say, Where are the brothers? Where are all the brothers here? Eh? Eh? Where are the brothers? I've been praying, I've been believing. Where are the brothers? In fact, at, you know, at ORU, at like past two years, the, 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 uh, the, Percentage of men to women. I mean, women are, are more than men. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, what you have to do, do quick. Move. <laughs> now, that meant something else to many, all of you. You're thinking. <laughs> you are married. (laughs) 
If you're not married, move quick. <laughs> and let's fix it. <laughs> Someone says <it's> me. <laughs> I'm preaching good this morning. I'm preaching to myself and to you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't, I, I didn't see how I was going to enter this equation. Trust me, trust me. I didn't even see how I was going to enter this equation. Huh? This church, you people caught me. You caught me. Hallelujah. Uh, it's time for me to redeem the time, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, Maxima, make it the most of every opportunity. <laughs> make moves. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, two-edged sword. Is it, the word is a two-edged sword. It's, I'm cutting this way. It's also cutting me. <laughs> oh my word. Well, this is what we, so this is how Wednesday services are. All right, full of joy. So if you miss out, sorry for you. We just had a taste of it because we speak of, about the word in practical terms. Huh? Speak about the word. I can come and say, from today, God will give you grace to redeem the time. What, is that? what does that mean? So you say amen. Huh? You say amen to your blue in the face. If you don't take any steps quickly, you're not going to redeem any time. And God honors people that move when he speaks. Because when you move, he will multiply your effort. And speed up any years that you have lost. Someone here might say, I lost few years. God is also a God of restoration. And he can redeem the time. He can make, listen, a thousand days like like a day. A thousand years is like a day. Remember we did the example here last week Sunday? About the thousand, some of you are 2.4 years old in Mars. In Pluto. Remember that? So that's just showing you the magnificence of God. The magnificence of God. So he, can, he knows how to redeem the time for you too. But you must be willing. You must walk with him. Hallelujah. Amen. I love this church. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Number eight. Let me move on from that now. It is time... For your head to be lifted. It is time for your head to be lifted. Psalm chapter 3 and verse 3. Mishaya, please help me out. Psalm 3 and verse 3. It is time for your head to be lifted. Watch this. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. Remember we talked about shame being the lowest frequency? But when light comes, it becomes what? 
a lifting of your head. Your head is, let's put back that graph. Let's put back that, that graph on, on the screen. Shame, literally at the bottom, 20. Enlightenment is right there. Your head is lifted. Because of the light that has come from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's go back to the verse. 3 and verse 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts my head. Sir, can I talk to you this morning? Listen, God is the one that lifts your head. Oh my. He's the one that can lift your head. That can bring you out of shame, grief, turmoil. And all the negative things, anger, he can lift your head. Unforgiveness. All the emotions that are making you look down. Disappointments. I've come to tell you that we serve a God who specializes in lifting heads. He specializes. His special that that is what he knows how to do. He can pick anyone from the lowest point, the dunghill of life, and set them up on a hill. Oh yes. And this morning there is an anointing for lifting heads. There is an anointing for lifting head. For you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me. So when he wants to lift your head, first thing he does is to fight for you. Protect you. A shield for me. My glory. And a lifter of my head. A shield for me. So he's fighting for you. Physically, he's fighting for you. Spirit, glory is talking about spiritual. So physically, he's fighting for you. Spiritually, my glory, he's fight. There is a glow that covers you. And the one who lifts my head. And so when he first he protects, he shields, adds some spice to your life. Glory, you begin to glow. People say, "What's going on? You are glowing. You're glowing." And then, when you think he's done, you just say, oh yes, Lord is, Lord is fighting for me. God is fighting for me. That's amazing. However, when he's done fighting for you, he will lift your head. He will bring every shameful situation away and give you glory. Wow. Palamakapari. Selemon vrene mahaye. You, O Lord, are shield for me. Paliamboko po sopratamaya la mahafatabaya. My glory and the lifter of my head. Oh, <laughs> daughter, son of the most high God, I've come to tell you 
that it's time for your head to be lifted. Lifted, 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 lifted. As we enter into the last leg of 2023, please, I keep dwelling on the same thing. God still has loaded blessings. And one of the things that he wants to do in these last days is to lift your head. Someone say, how do I know that? How do I know that? Number nine. It is time. It gets better now as we wrap up. This is it. You ready? It is time to be crowned. It's time to be what? Crowned. Yeah. Psalm 65. Verse 11 to 23. Psalm 65. Psalm 65. Verse 11 to 3. Psalm 65. Verse 11 to 3. He says, You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. <laughs> they drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. <laughs> the pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered with grain. The shouts for joy. They also sing. Hallelujah. Verse 11 again. It is time to be crowned. He says, you crown the year. That's talking about the, he, he, when he's wrapping up the year, he crowns it. That's the crown. That's the last part of it. So he first, he lifts your head. Remember? He's the lifter. Wow, that's amazing. But we serve a God who does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. And so he just, he just does not lift your head, but he also crowns you with glory, with honor, with majesty. That when your enemies look at you, you they say, have you changed address? He say, yes, because the Lord is my shield, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. And that's not all. He also crowns me. With goodness. Crowns me. I've come to tell you. You've stepped into your crowning season. Crowning, 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 crowning. Yeah. Please. Please. I beg you. Like Paul said. I beg you by the mercies of God. Can I, can I beg you this morning? Please. I'm begging you. If you're hearing my voice. Please. Whatever you do. This next two months left now whatever you do please I'm begging you ensure you live with expectation get away from the shame and those low vibrations or those low frequencies set your eyes on things above the enemy will not define how the year ends God is the one that will define how your year ends. And he's saying that he will crown it what? With goodness. You'll be, you'll be dripping glory. Dripping. Dripping with abundance. Glory. Dripping. Overflow. 
I, listen, I do not care how 2023 has been for you till now. Everyone had their own challenges. So listen, don't wear it on your head. Are you hear me? Instead, find a way. Say, Lord, show me a way out of this. And then live with expectation. The enemy would not write the last chapter of your life. Listen, the enemy will not write the last chapter of this year in your life. He will, but God will crown you. He will lift your head and he will crown you. So this morning, I want to pray for someone. I want to pray for someone who says, I feel like I've been in the dunghill. I feel like everything has been crushing on me. Everything has been, 2023 has been rough. Or probably probably rough, but also just things happen. But this message this morning is a signal from you to, to you from heaven that God is set to crown your year with abundance. Everyone, please stand. Please stand. If you are here this morning, if you are here this morning, you say, Pastors, and our pastors will be here, Pastor Esther, Pastor Peter, will be here as well myself. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. If you are here, you're like, man, this year has been crazy. I need some crowning. I need some spiritual boost for lack of better words. I, I need I need someone to stand with me to get me from 20 hertz shame and grief and anger to enlightenment. If you are here, I'm going to give you two minutes to make your way to the front. Very quickly. If you are here this morning and you you need prayer, please, let's go. Let's go. Pastor Peter, please. Pastor Esther. We have 14 minutes on the clock. We're going to we're going to finish at noon sharp. So please, if you need prayer, don't wait to the last minute. We're going to move quickly here. Sing something, Lizzie. Please be praying for your brothers and your sisters in the front here. As we pray for them, ensure that you are in the, in the mood of prayer as well. Hallelujah. I'm
We sing, come alive. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is the house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Oh, sing, come alive. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Come alive. In the name of Jesus, come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house. Oh, we bring everything. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is the house of miracles. Oh, come alive in Jesus' name. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive, this is a house, this is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus, everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Come alive, come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is the house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is the house of miracles. Oh, come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Acts chapter 3, verse 11 to 19. If you are here in the house and you want to say, Pastor, I have not... Um, let's go to verse 19 you are here in the house you have never given your life to Jesus Christ you don't know him as your personal Lord your savior or you say pastor I've walked away and I want to rededicate my life to the Lord Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 this is for you this is an appetizer for you it says repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing. So anytime you repent, you change your ways. Times of refreshing comes to you. Amen? So anybody here online, 
going to give their life to Christ. I'm going to lead us in prayer just in case we have somebody online who wants to give their life to Jesus and I can't see at this moment. So every head bowing, please. Say this after me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I've fallen short of your glory. I ask that you accept me into your kingdom as a child. Blot away my sins and give me new life in Jesus' name. I accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior this day and forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer with us, I want you to go ahead. If you're online, you prayed that prayer, please write us. We want to know you prayed with us. We want to know that you gave your life to Jesus. And we will send you a Bible um, from here to you if you just gave your life to Jesus. Because we want you to grow in your faith. And if you're looking for a God-fearing church, uh, a, a home of believers, I want to encourage you to be part of Living Word International Church in your country. We have a branch in Nigeria, Uganda, and um, Cameroon, Sierra Leone. And if you're too far from any of those locations, you can also find another Bible-believing church and plug in there. And then you can grow in your faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.